This is Hitting the Mark. Conversations with founders about the intersection of brand clarity and startup success. With your host, brand strategist and author, Fabian Geierhalter. You know, I'm sure you've seen all the craft beer labels. I mean, they've gotten kind of ridiculous. A lot of them. You know, you can't even tell what you're drinking. You can't even tell what the brand is. And so, you know, we wanted to kind of distill things down to, you know, let color do a lot of the work, you know, let that icon be noticeable, recognizable, consistent, you know, and, and, you know, with the, the brood for doers, that laundry list, we wanted that to come out. We wanted people to see that. This was Tate Hufford, who launched Best Day Brewing last year, an alcohol-free range of craft beers for the fun-loving, hard-charging, adventure-seeking, thirsty souls for whom good is just not good enough. Packed with relentless optimism, a distinctive brand design, and that very powerful ethos, Best Day sees their beer as a comma and not a period in your journey through the day. Tate and I talk about the significance of the ethos and the brand name, the process of turning a beer into an actual alcohol-free beer, the power of simplicity in design, and how coming from the outside into an industry can be a huge opportunity as an entrepreneur to do things differently from the get-go. If you enjoy hitting the mark, if it is part of your diet, so to speak, if you're getting something out of it every single episode, then please hop over to patreon.com slash hitting the mark and join one of my mentorship groups or just chip in a few bucks a month to ensure we keep the show advertising free well past the 100th episode, which is coming up. I personally love brands. You might know that, but I'm not a fan when they interrupt an interesting conversation on a podcast I listen to. So if you feel the same, then thank you for chipping in. And now, without further ado, over to my inspiring conversation with Tate Hufford. Welcome to the show, Tate. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you. Um, this is Episode 99, which in itself is already a special occasion. I know you gave me a hard time that you're not on 100, but, you know, we got to slowly ease into that. <laughs> as, an, as an intro, let me um, quote Food and Beverage Insider, uh, which they awkwardly abbreviated to FBI as their favicon on the website, but that's a different story. So Food and Beverage Insider, um, here's what they wrote about your company not long ago. I think it was a month ago or so. They said, for Best Day Brewing, which launched in 2022, the goal is to source premium natural ingredients, including barley, hops, water, and yeast for top-notch craft beer. Not only do the brewers manage to pull off full-bodied, tasty beers, but they keep them low calorie, low sugar, and low carb. The beers, crafted in high C IPA, Kölsch, and they forgot this C in there, ah, how American, and West Coast IPA, are also enhanced with antioxidants and anti inflammatory polyphenols. So, a quite impressive statement coming from the industry publication. Uh, it, makes me, it makes me wonder, though, last year, the non alcoholic beer market was already pretty pretty busy. Um, even a few years prior, when you must have started, most probably like three, four, five years before, before it actually launched, right? Um, it, it, it was already busy. And then you couple that with you coming from, from a totally different industry 
what made you say one day, you know what, the world needs my alcohol-free beer brand? What was your motivation in getting into, into this market, which I'm sure, you know, posed all kinds of challenges? Yeah, it's a great question. And I'd imagine you get a similar answer from any sort of founder that you talk to where, you know, on the surface, it seems like, oh, this just started yesterday, but the journey really began, you know, a long, long, long time ago. And, uh, and, and, and that's the same with my story. You know, I, the whole reason for best day, the reason why, you know, we decided to go at this market, um, really, you know, started in 2015, but I would even argue it started, you know, over a decade ago. And, uh, and, and, and so my background, not being in food and Bev, I started in the world of finance in New York, um, coming right out of college and, uh, pretty quickly realized that that wasn't going to be my life's path. Uh, you know, New York is fun, but, uh, it just wasn't what I was looking for. And, uh, you know, same with the world of finance, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a future there, especially, you know, I come from the, the, the Northeast where a lot of people, you know, they, they end up on wall street, whether they like it or not, there's just this gravitational pull from wall street. And, um, and, you know, so, so in that year out of college, I had friends who, who came out to Northern California and they were doing a, you know, a similar thing out here, right. Where they're working their tails off, but, uh, the, the work-life balance out here was totally different. And I had never been to California. And one day in New York, uh, I just decided like, today's the day, like this is my last day in New York. And, and I moved out to Northern California uh, and just went hook, line and sinker on the lifestyle out here. Um, I, you know, got a surfboard, I went skiing, I bought a mountain bike, I got into trail running and, and I just couldn't get enough of it. And the, the other thing that, that fascinated me was, um, the intersection of the drinking culture. Uh, you know, there's, there's tons of great craft beer out here and I was just enthralled by it. And I was particularly fascinated by that intersection of the, of the drinking culture with this like outdoor, you know, lifestyle. And, uh, and, you know, I, so at the time, you know, in your twenties, you can do it all right. You can go to work, you can party at night, you can drink as many beers as you want and you can, you know, wake up and go surfing and somehow you do it all. And, and I found when I rounded the corner into my thirties, that calculus <laughs> started to change. And, uh, it, you know, it, it got to a, it was almost like this running joke that I would go out for beers with my surfing buddies and, um, and we would all be like, you know, 6am paddle out, let's go like first light, we'll, we'll get out there at ocean beach and then we'll get to work. And, you know, 6am would show up the next day and, and no one would be there. And, and it just kind of like forced this question of, you know, all right, what matters at this point in my life? You know, I, my, my job is getting way more intense. I want to feel good. Um, and I actually want to paddle out at 6 a.m. And, and so that started me just, you know, 
just not drinking during the week. That was step one. And I was drinking, you know, I was drinking kombucha. I was drinking sparkling waters. And, and there are a lot of great products out there. But they're not at all like drinking a beer. And I was noticing this, this void. And because um, and, and, and there, there is a ritual to it, which matters a lot, right? And whether that ritual is, you know, coming home at six or seven at night after a day of work and cracking open a beer, I mean, it's just like going to the fridge, opening it up, cracking open a beer, that whole thing, and then sitting down and, and kind of separating time, it matters. And, and the beer is, is, a, is a big, big portion of that, that whole equation. <laughs> you know, the same could be said if you go out to dinner, right? And, you know, th there's a reason why you have a wine list and there's a reason why you have this it's a, you know a food and beverage manager who crafts a yeah. section of a menu because it's a journey right and it's part of that experience and there's something different between that and just a commoditized product like a you know whether it's water or you know a coke or a pepsi product there's not it's not sexy right and yeah. and and there's something about going on that journey and i was really missing that especially during the week when i wasn't trying to drink and and um and you know this is the thing, right? Where I'm sure every everyone you talk to has that moment when the the light bulb goes off. And for me, um, my my father-in-law is from Minneapolis, and when he would come out here to come over for uh, to come over for dinner, um, uh, he would bring over a six pack of O'Doul's. He's an O'Doul's drinker, mm -hmm. and you know he would drink one and the other five would sit in my fridge <laughs> and the light bulb moment for me was going to the fridge opening it up and seeing the O'Doul's next to the craft beer that i love drinking right and the craft beer has four percent six percent nine percent alcohol right and each one of those has a very distinct use case for you know when you're going to drink it in your life and and i just had that moment where i was like well shit, like if we can make the same great tasting craft beer and have no alcohol in it that would fill my, that would be my monday to friday beer and by the way there's no reason why i wouldn't drink it on a saturday afternoon or a sunday morning i mean you could drink these things all day yeah and 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 your question about me not having a background in food and bev and specifically in beer i view that as like the biggest blessing of all right because had I had a background, had I ever brewed a beer in my life, had I had a background in beer, you probably wouldn't have looked at that. And, you know, you, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, why, why did it take so long? Why did it take so long for a Heineken Zero to even taste good? Right. Because that's been around forever. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, under different brand names, I think. But, sure, but sure. I mean, let's talk about this. Like, what is what is the difference in technique when brewing alcohol free what are those challenges because your 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 hazy ipa really surprised me i mean it's super super flavorful what's the process like and how come it took the industry so long to create even decent and in your in your case you know great alcohol free beer is it simply because there was no demand back then and now there's demand yeah, which justifies the r d yeah. or 
Yeah, I, I think that's it. I mean, I think in it, in it, the, the simplistic answer is demand, right? Because non-alcoholic beer has served a purpose for a long time in this category, right? When people basically fall out of the drinking market, they go to those old school brands, right? And they're there as almost like a catch-all, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. the only purpose, right? That that 0.3% of the total beer market has been stagnant forever, yeah. right? And, 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 and even when I started getting curious about it in 2016, the technology was not readily available, right? We so had let's to, talk about this. Like, yeah, what do you have yeah. to go through? Because as a consumer, all we see is a label and we're like, oh, alcohol free, right? It's the same thing with yeah. cafe, yeah. you know, like decaffeinated, you know, like espresso. You wonder how, how do, well, like what gives? Like, how do you, how do you actually do this? So how, yeah, how do you so brew alcohol free? Great question. So there, you know, more or less three main ways to make uh, non-alcoholic beer. One, you can just take a beer, raise the temperature on that beer, right? And it will cook off the alcohol. I wouldn't recommend drinking those beers. <laughs> uh, the second way is what's called arrested fermentation, where you never actually let a beer ferment. And the third way is to actually make a full beer and then use more or less two different types of technology to extract the alcohol. So you can use vacuum distillation or you can use reverse osmosis. And it sounds simple. It's not as simple as just taking beer A, put it through a process and out comes beer A, less alcohol. There's a lot of magic that happens both in the pre-production pre and post-production. Um, and, uh, but, but essentially that, those are the different options that, okay. that you have. And, and for us, uh, for me in particular, when this whole thing got started, as a beer drinker, the only way that you're going to end up with a beer that tastes like a beer but has no alcohol is if you start like a beer, if you start with a beer. Yeah. And, um, and, and so that, that third bucket of using technology um, the latest and greatest technology was um, really the game changer for us. And again, you know, I started knocking on doors in 2016. <laughs> we didn't start the company until 2022. And it took a long time to get the beers to where they are today. And, but that line in the sand was was really clear from day one that this is not worth doing unless it tastes like a great beer. The world does not need another O'Doul's. So, and so, yeah. Oh, go, go ahead, ahead. No, I was just going to say, and, you know, in order to go after the opportunity as I saw it, which is not converting a bunch of O'Doul's drinkers to, to drink Best Day, but instead to fundamentally change the drinking behavior of, of everyone in the country. Right. And, and it starts with an ambitious goal like that. And the only way that you're going to get to do that is not by either having a bunch of people go sober or convert a bunch of old duelist drinkers. You have to convince people to to adopt this into their drinking habits. And the only way that they're going to do that is if it tastes like a great beer. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I just, I just started that. Uh, I mean, literally, like months ago. When after after a mountain bike ride, usually that's the thing. You come you come home and you're like, here it is. <laughs> yeah. Your reward, right? Yeah. You crack open a cold one and you're just like, 
I deserve this, right? And that's always what comes to mind. I deserve this, right? Like this was great. Um, you earned I, it. Yeah, you earned it, right? And I just recently started started doing alcohol-free beer afterwards, and it's just amazing because it's like it, it's not it's not like this is the end of that effort. It's like no. There can be any other effort afterwards, right? Which is exactly yeah. kind of like the philosophy that you're you're trying I to. Love, I love how you say that. Yeah, we've always thought about that. Like, you know, beer has been a period at the end of a sentence, right? Right. And you even say it on it, your website, right? And yeah. now it's a comma, yeah. right? And now yeah. it's like, what else can we go do? Like, exactly. That was fun. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of like that thing, uh, you know, oh, it's happy hour, you know, it's Friday, five o'clock and it's kind of like the end, but that's literally the end, right? Like then yeah. you can't drive, yeah. then you can't operate, then it's kind of like the end. It's like, does yeah. that make sense? You know, maybe not. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, so interestingly, when, when you said before that, um, and I heard that previously too, and I always think it's fascinating to, to talk deeper into that, um, you coming not from F&B, right? You coming from a different background. You were running operations at American Giant, which is an essentials and sportswear brand um, after your finance, you know, uh, you yep. know gigs. Um, how has that shaped how you approach this business and how you run Best Day Brewing? Um, yeah, well, pretty fundamentally, I would say, because uh, I, I think in startups, a lot of times you get these founders who are, um, for better, or for worse, know-it-alls, right? They're, they're not only do they have the vision for the brand, but they know exactly, uh, how every part of the business should support that vision. I do not <laughs> because I have no credibility. I mean, I have, I don't know. I've never brewed a beer. Uh, you know, I've, I've never started a company, even though I've worked for startups for the better part of my career. Um, but, but I think coming at this, um, not from the standpoint of like, this is, you know, decades of, you know, in-depth uh, insider knowledge, you know, from a food and beverage background, it's not that at all, right? It's the exact opposite where, you know, I came at it with that naivete of just saying like, hey, this would solve a problem in my life, first and foremost. Yeah. Now let's figure out how to build a really cool company on top of that. And, and you're passionate about it. And, and, and well, that's yeah, it, right? Like, like here's right? a problem, I wanna fix it. I've got no idea where to start, how to do it, but guess what? I want to do it and I'm driven, and so I'm gonna go ahead and do it. And, and that naivete is gonna do one or two things. Either it's gonna bite you and you're behind, um, and you're gonna fall, fall over flat, like you know most, most startups do, or in your case, you're just determined. <laughs> you just keep pushing. <laughs> well, and, and, and for me, that has meant um, surround this business with uh, people who are really smart and who have done it and, yep. and, and who also, you know, look at it with the same curiosity and passion and excitement that I do, but they have, you know, they're, they're subject matter experts in their own fields. And, and that really has been you know, whether you look at the brand or, you know, the sales strategy or the product itself, um, it, it, you know, or the marketing plan and the marketing execution, it's all on the team. And, and, and for me, you know, I, I brought this brand to life solo. Um, and, you know, within three weeks, we were, building out a team yeah. because, because as soon as we got this out in the market, 
Um, and, and that was the height of the pandemic, not exactly a, a uh, you know, perfect time to launch a brand, let alone a perfect time to uh, launch an alcohol free. Quitting, quitting your job. And you, you know, we had, I just right. had my second kid and we had just bought our house and, oh, wow. you know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a terrifying leap, but when you've been, you know, if you remember at, at that point, I'd been at this for, you know, the better part of six years and we had been seeing the market build. We had been seeing the shift in consumer trends. The product had been getting better. The brand itself, you know, was coming to life in a way that, you know, you know, when I had that, that aha moment, when I opened up the fridge, the brand itself, like, yeah, you know, it popped into my head just as like the concept of the beer because it was all based on the the lifestyle that I was trying to live out here. So and yeah, I, I mean, there's so much you just said that we need to dive deeper into. Uh, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Right, that's what we're here for. Um, so it must have been. It, it must have been. I mean, so so many so many things were thrown into your way, right? So first of all, the production always takes much longer. You want to perfect it, but the minute that you perfect it, I'm sure one other brewery comes up with their with, with their alcohol free, where you're like, oh, they're actually quite good. We gotta up our game. Like I, I'm sure you must have continuously kept pushing yourself to have really that quality that you needed to have. On the one hand. You know, like how do you how do you do that? At what point? At what point do you say this is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think really I, don't, I think the short answer to that is never. Like we are we are always always working on our beers. We are always, especially because technology is such a is such an integral part of this beer, the way that we're making it. Um, you know, I, I, technology will will get better, and we will push the envelope there. We will also push the envelope on, you know, ingredients and techniques. And, and so I, I hope, uh, I, I don't think we're doing our job as a company if we say, oh, we're done. That's it. Oh, like, yeah, I'm sure. But with, they, will you never, know, like, they will never get better. <laughs> you know, we, we see, and, and that's, I think that is the really exciting part about being in a category that is, is growing and growing quickly. And because you're getting so many fresh eyeballs on the space and you're getting so many new customers and, uh, and, and it's on us to push the envelope on this category. It's on us to listen to our customers, to meet them, you know, whether it's at a concert or, you know, after a half marathon or, you know, at a, you know, co-working space, right? Everyone is coming at, there's so many different entry points in this category and everyone is coming at it with that level of excitement and it's on us to keep pushing the envelope and to deliver you know products that are uh you know i, I don't know the profanity policy on this podcast but we call it the oh fuck moment yeah and 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 it is it is that moment when someone cracks open a best day and they taste it for the first time yeah. and they say oh fuck that's yeah. different yeah. Right. That's that tastes like a real beer. Yeah. And and then, you know, you can let them indoctrinate it into their lifestyle. Totally. You, know, you can you can let them and, and it's just such a powerful thing to have as a startup. I would argue if you don't have that as a startup, uh, 
you know, good luck. I, I hate to say it, but well, but, I mean, that's what you, it's know, about. you need you that energy. You need that excitement, and you need that like lightning in a bottle. And for us, it's it's you know, when when someone experiences the brand and the product, um, it's it's pretty magical to see what happens on the other end of it. Totally, absolutely, and it's you know, it's it, it's this is this is a, a podcast about branding, and we're going to jump into it shortly. But that idea of you know people building amazing brands, it doesn't matter if it's a, if it's a crap product, right? I mean, the product needs to be something that just is like, whoa, whoa, yeah. wait a minute, like what, <laughs> right? Like, you know, like something yeah. needs to happen. And you know, I talked to Chris Boyd of uh, Monday Monday Chin um, a while yeah. ago. He was he was the only other guest uh, with with alcohol free an alcohol free spirit on the show. And you know, back then it seems like the industry is still is still small enough the alcohol free you know like portion of the industry that it's more like everyone's kind of like part of that movement. It's not It's not so much enemies and competitors. It's kind of like frenemies. It's like everyone like yeah. watches, watches yeah. out for it's each other. It's the rising tide. Yeah, yeah exactly. The rising tide. And that's yeah. still the case, you feel? Like, like, how does it feel? Because, I mean, you know, you've got athletic brewing, which is very much, you know, the, the similar, it's go-getters, it's aesthetics. It's, it's like very much your lifestyle, you know, and it's, 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 it's similar in a lot of things. Um, but do you see the industry as becoming more competitive in that sense? Or is it just, is it a positive competitive where everyone just watches each other and everyone keeps pushing and kind of like goes around for like, hey, this is, we have the same mission here, all of us. Yeah, I, I, listen, I think competition is good, right? And, and if you're a customer, you're thinking cust competition is good too. It's just going to lead to better products. It is, right? I mean, you could look at the NA category, right? St. Pauli Girl, Klaus Haller, Bex, O'Doul's, uh, you know, th th there, I think there's a reason why those products weren't in this race to the top, right? There was just no real excitement, no competition. The customer wasn't asking for anything new. And now we're in a different stage, right? This is something totally different. And, um, you know, to the extent that brands are putting out great products and resetting the bar in the market, I love it, right? That's awesome. a great challenge, like challenge accepted for us. And I hope that we're the ones uh, that, that who, who are setting the bar higher and higher. But I think the way that the, the industry is, is um, coming at this right now, I think you've got a lot of innovation that's happening at the craft level. I love that, right? And I think customers, we're, we're, they're just bringing a, a, a new life to this category that's necessary in order to really move the needle. And then you've got Heineken Zero Zero, who you mentioned before, right? They're gonna spend more money on Heineken Zero Zero than they are on Heineken. Yeah, I mean, and that's it, it, which by the way, amazing. It's it it it, it tastes night and day from from ten years ago. Even Heineken yeah. Zero does. You yeah. know, <laughs> <Which> yeah. Is... <laughs> yeah, and you know, the, if you watch, you know, the Premier League or Super Bowl or F one, you're seeing Heineken Zero Zero there, and that's bringing a lot of attention to this category. Yeah, and within that, I I like our chances on on. On competing and, and interesting, I like resonating that. with the customer. I, I I I like I like that way of seeing a seeing a new um a new category. I mean, if you look at you know, it's it's hard not to compare it with the second generation or third generation of you know of of coffee, right? When suddenly yeah, sure. I had the founder of Intelligentsia on, right? And it's like suddenly Intelligentsia is here, and that changed everything. And then Pete's comes and buys Intelligentsia, and then like and suddenly like you see micro, you know, like like whatever you know, coffee places 
right and left, all craft, craft, craft everywhere, right? So, and, and, and that too, right? Like at some point, customers will just decide, you know, like on what day do they do they engage with which kind of product, right? There are days yeah. where I want to go to a very specific coffee place because it's just the best, right? And some days you drive by and you just go to, you know, like a regular a regular shop. So I think it's the same in, in your industry, which is super interesting. I'm um, switching over to you know, like your passion and, and, you know, like you talk about, you know, biking and hiking and trail running and like how you really got sucked into, which in, 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 in my, in my mind is, is the best lifestyle is Northern California. I'm, I'm in Southern California. I've been here for, for decades now. I come from Austria, which is not a bad place either. Um, but Northern California, that's where my heart is. I mean, it's, it, it's unbelievable. It's just so the, the beauty of nature up there is just insane. Right. It is. Um, yeah. And, and so the idea that, that you really embody this, and that was a big reason that actually got you to, to, to wanted to launch this beer brand is that you, want to engage with nature and sports and activities and you want you want that to be on the forefront as i was scrolling through your entire instagram feed uh last night that most probably started in 2021 or something um is it you and and your friends and and, and your family that that's doing all the surfing and biking and, and running I, I mean there there are a bunch of pictures in there where i'm like wait is that tate like is, is that actually him <laughs> i mean is it is it fed by you or is it or is it, or is it, is it all like you know the, depending on the vintage of the picture it could very well be <laughs> me and my family um but there's like like you said like this is i am not carving out a unique lifestyle here and I, and I actually, like, even though that, even though the Northern California lifestyle was the, you know, the, the thing that kicked this whole thing into gear, um, it is, you know, you could, you could make the same kind of argument for someone living in, you know, Texas or the Midwest or the Northeast or the Southeast, right? It's just, it's, a, it's more of an ethos for that. For me, that ethos happens to be surfing and, um, you know, mountain biking and, and this act or lifestyle, but the same ethos of like, you know, I, 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 I appreciate great beer, but I don't want it to slow me down. You know, I want, I want to get more out of it. I want more out of life. I want more out of my beer. Um, that same ethos could apply anywhere. And if you actually look, you know, when, when we were doing our can design, um, we were talking about that section of the can, you know, that, that, that like right off the front where everyone basically has the same three sentences of like, you know, these are handcrafted and quality ingredients and all those things are true, but it doesn't really get at that ethos. And for us, if you, if you look at the side of the can, right, there's this, you know, I did <laughs> there's this laundry list of people and, and it starts with brood for doers, right? The doing of whatever it is in your life that you like and so you know then we get into the surfers climbers early risers free divers chef gardeners dancers oyster farmers dreamers painters and, and Tate, I, I, I stop and you right there on. because you've got I, I i counted it yesterday i think it is 43 43 <laughs> personas that you have i had here. a lot of fun with that and one. you had yeah. skiers and you even had i believe snowshoers or something like that but you didn't oh, have yeah. snowboarders and so you know i feel like Maybe this is not the beer for me because if I fit into the ellipsis at the end, the three dots, I'm just not sure. You know, well, you might have to wait for another beer. I might have to go for another brand. You know, <laughs> but you know, in in all seriousness, with when you said that the name is 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 an ethos, right? 
the idea of of best day yet, right? On on your yeah. site, um, here, here's what here's what you say on your site. It's a belief in the celebration of now and an ever-optimistic perspective of the future. With this in mind, we crafted our non-alcoholic craft beers to toast those moments when everything clicks into place. In our best day yet adventure, these beers are a comma and not a period, which we discussed prior, there right? We, we yeah. believe in and not or. So here's to parking lot beers, trailhead beers, studio beers, workshop beers, and back porch beers, and to raising a glass to wherever doers share a best day do you recall the moment because you said before it's like opening the fridge and like boom there's the design right and it's so important that brand portion do you recall the moment where you were or someone on your your team derived the name and and like the initial reaction to it like how did the name come about it's usually a pretty a pretty important moment in the founder's story yeah well the, the even before the name was the slogan best day yet and that is something that i've Uh, my wife and I have actually had uh, between us as just our ethos um, as long as we've been married. And it's kind of been in my life uh, even longer than that. It was one of those things that I heard at a wedding and I was like, whoa, that fits. I like that. And that's a pretty cool perspective on life, you know, because there's something distinct about best day yet, as opposed to, you know, that was the best day ever, right? There, there's a finality to that that I don't like. And whereas best day yet, it's, it's there's, an, there's an, you know, it's implied that things are just going to get better. And, and so I, I just, I just, you know, I am one of those optimistic types um, for better, for worse. Uh, but I, I was thinking about, um, you know, this brand and the way that non-alcohol, I was, you know, it back in 2016, starting to think about non-alcoholic beer and why, like, why do I need this? And like, how am I going to convince my surfing buddies, let alone, you know, everyone else in the country that they need this in their life too. And so the brand needed to do that. Obviously the product, it wasn't worth doing, like I said before, unless the product was there, but yeah. you know, you kind of assume that that's going to happen um, or else we're not going to start the company. But once that happens, like, how do you tell that story to a lot of people? And, and, and that optimism, I think, stands in such contrast to what alcohol does, right? And, and again, we are not, like, I am not, um, we don't come at this from the angle of sobriety. Like I don't, I, yeah. I'm a drinker, right? I drink beer, I drink spirits, I drink wine. Um, but I know when I do that, like I'm making a sacrifice. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and <laughs> it, it's like dessert. You don't need dessert all the time. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and you know, the, the sacrifice, like we said, is it comes in the form of a hangover, which you really feel right. And, uh, and, you know, I, I always laugh that like, if there's anything that's going to drive people to this category, it's a uh, one or a two year old, because, you know, <laughs> good luck having a hangover with a bunch of those little guys. I, I happen exactly. to have three of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's just as much of an inspiration. But the name, I mean, the name really sends out that perfect, that perfect vibe. It's almost, yeah, it's almost a promise to oneself. Which I yeah. which I really yeah. like, right? It's yeah. interesting when I when I had uh, you know like one of those best day yet moments. It was that perfect moment where I was biking 
at 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 you know at at the beach um you know all day and then i drove up to the mountain and i went night skiing night snowboarding so not your not my beer right but you know what i mean i went night skiing um and it started to snow that evening and then when i used my windshield wipers it was a mixture of snow and sand that was on my windshield wow. and i'm like you know what best day yet right like it's yeah. that kind of moment are you ready where- to, are you ready to star in our commercial man yeah that's, absolutely that's yeah awesome that's cool <laughs> and, and that's it right so you know exactly what that's about like yeah. that's the moment right yeah. and 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 whether it's that moment or you know if you're a woodworker or if you're a musician everyone's got that thing where it's like oh yeah that that was it that was yeah. my best day yet yeah. Right. And and that idea that if you surround yourself with a brand that is constantly in your fridge and you see it and it's got, a, you know, a happy sunshine in it and a very like modern, happy design and it says best day yet, you're just constantly reminded to just like to, to just keep keep enjoying, keep pushing, yeah. keep doing yeah. Right. So it's 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 really great. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the design of best day, the design of your site, the variety pack and even to a certain extent, the label itself, they, they, they all seem to steer a little bit female. Um, was that intentional? Are you trying to attract a more female audience? Or overarchingly, like how did the brand design come together? Because it really is very different. Well, I, I think from the get-go, our approach has been intentionally to do everything different than how non-alcoholic beer has been done in the past. You know, when you think about any of those brands, they all kind of mesh, mesh together. You know, they're all in those green bottles and they have like not exciting brand and the product is even worse. And, you know, as a result, they've been kind of relegated to this dark, dingy corner of the beer section. And so in thinking about the brand and the product, you know, we want to do everything different. And so, you know, you look at the design of the packaging, right? It's got color, first and foremost. Like, and those colors are meant to, you know, they're, they're, they're meant to be different. They're meant to inspire. They're meant to catch your eye, as does that sun icon, right? And there's something just, in, you look at the packaging and it's like, oh, that's cool. I got to try but, that. But it's so simple, Tate, that it's almost like not a brand, which is awesome, right? Like there's something about it. Like it, it looks so, and, and, you know, like I can see you people, people are listening can't, but I, I see the, the Marine headlands, uh, you know, uh, painting behind you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I forgot who does that. Is it, I, I forgot his name, but like Schwab. Yeah. Michael Schwab. That's right. Michael right? Schwab. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of simplistic two, three colors, very like, like, yeah. simplicity to the max right yeah. like yeah. you can do simple and it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't call anything home right or you do simple yeah. and you do it so well that it's just really interesting and i think with your label it is so simple that in the beginning you look at it and you're like wait wait that's it and then you start to realize that it's actually a celebration of that simplicity which mm-hmm. is a really great thing because you will remember it every time you go to the store yeah yeah, no, that's great. And and I'm glad you see it that way because that's exactly our intention. And, and you know, I'm sure you've seen all the craft beer labels. I mean, they've gotten kind of ridiculous, a lot of them. You know, you can't <laughs> yeah. even tell what you're drinking. You can't even tell what the brand is. Yeah. And so, you know, we wanted to kind of distill things down to, you know, let color do a lot of the work. You know, let that icon be 
noticeable, recognizable, consistent, you know, and, and, you know, with the, the brood for doers, that laundry list, we wanted that to come out. We wanted people to see that. Yeah, it's like one third if you can, one third if yeah. you can. If you would talk to any professional F&B specialized design firm, they would be like one third of the can. That's real estate. That's so important. <laughs> you need to say A, B, C, D, right? But that's like not coming from the background and you saying, no, screw that, because that doesn't bring anything to the table, telling them that it's yeah. like crafted in like the most pure blah, 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 and here and there, right? But it's yeah. like, no, yeah. this is like, Do you see yourself in this brand, right? If yeah, you're this person, right. you do. And uh, I think I think it was a really interesting thing to do. Um, what after after having having had to go through this through this strange ride of, of of branding, you know, a company and and not only a company but a consumer product, a, a CPG. It's it's a food and beverage product. It's going to be in the store. It's like it's like. The biggest thing you can possibly brand is something that's going to have shelf appeal, right? <laughs> When it comes to yeah. branding. How, how has that journey like changed your viewpoint on branding? Or what, what does branding mean to you after you had to, you know, either suffer through it or celebrate it or be part of that journey? Great question. And I, I think my, I have seen, you spend so much time on that can, right? And a can is the, ultimately the thing that the customer is going to buy, which is why you spend a lot of time there. But a brand, and this brand in particular, to me, you need the soul, right? And, and not all of that can come through in the, brand, in the can. And, and so one of the things that we've been really working on over the last you know, 14 months or so is is expanding the brand to, um, you know, to even if you look at the side of, of the variety pack, right? That came about because we worked with this amazing artist um, who's a surfer in the south of France. Like, you know, does it get any better than that? And, <laughs> and, and he saw our brand, you know, even in the, in, and just the ethos and the whole thing surrounding it. And he was like, I got that. Like, let, let's, let's, let's make this thing come to life. And, you know, it came to life in the form of these great, great pieces of art. And, you know, going back to the point that I said before about doing everything intentionally different from the, the old guard brands, we are now creating something that, you know, we've taken from the deepest, darkest corners of the beer aisle. And now our mission Is to, is to have you put this on your wall. You know, I, these are, this is a brand that has such um, intention and such care that you're willing to frame it and put it on your wall, right? And, and the same could be said for a bar or your living room or anywhere in between. And, and that's our goal. So if you have that as a goal, you know, it doesn't stop with the can. It, it, and it forces us to think about you know, what are the other ways that this brand comes to life? And it's a, uh, it's a very fun challenge. Uh, and, and I think I, th I find it particularly inspiring and fun because I'm not, I don't have, a, as you mentioned, I don't have a background of brand. So for me, it's like, how do you take this thing that's been in my, you know, been in my head knocking around and, and, and how do we 
see how it's interacting with customers? How do we listen to customers? How do we, you know, how do we work with artists and bring this thing to life? And I'll tell you, like, it has been one of the most fantastic parts of my whole journey seeing this thing come to life. It's it's been really amazing. Seeing the brand, best day yet, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's, that's it. That's <laughs> awesome. That's that's great. Um If you could, I ask every founder the same question, and we're coming to the very, very end of our time together. But um, my listeners already expect expect this this question. If you could take your your brand, and we talked so much about the ethos, and even when you talked about how excited you know how exciting it is to to build that brand out with amazing illustrations and like it, everything comes back to your ethos. I mean, this is yeah. literally a brand that's built on that belief. Um, If you could, if you could put it through a funnel, and out comes one word, <laughs> you know, it's like one word that can describe best day yet, as, as best day brewing, best day yet, right? The entire company, like, what would it be? I go back to optimistic. Funny, that's what I would have said. I would have said yeah. optimism. Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, whether you're talking about, you know, the optimism that you know a beer without alcohol should taste great, you know, you shouldn't settle for something that is just, you know, handed to you because it's an afterthought. You know, that 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 in and of itself requires a lot of optimism. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's that's the optimism is the thing that has kept us going for six years just to get to the starting line. So now that people and, see you, like this is this is the beginning of the brand. You're like, nope. <laughs> yeah. We already went through the worst. <laughs> like, yeah, you gotta stay optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's I mean any any founder will um, will understand that that you need that you know it, it's a it's a it's a mixture of craziness and optimism to get, totally. see through the ups and downs and to you know take something from nothing and go after your wildest ambitions um, you know you if you don't have that you're missing a an important arrow in your quiver You know, I'm. Uh, I, I told you in the beginning that I'm. I'm running a product startup uh, next to this, and I, I. I. You know, I don't have any investors yet, so I'm just pouring lots of money into it, and it's crazy, and it's completely nuts. And every day, there's just like this insane thing happening where I'm like, "What? This can only happen to me?" No, it happens to every entrepreneur, right? But at some point. I felt like this is so insane that I'm doing this, that I'm going to start writing a book about it because if everything fails, at least I have a book at the end, right? And so that's the optimism. <laughs> it's like, you got to try to like get any, something out of it, right? So it's like funny. So I'm like writing a book about I that love journey. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What are you excited about for the best day brand in the next six or so months? Um. We're excited about a lot of things. We're excited about new products that we have coming out that, you know, again, I think are just going to be really pushing the envelope of, of this category. Um, we're excited to be rolling out into more territories. I mean, we're going, uh, if, if we're not in your state already, you know, we will be soon. Um, and we're excited about uh, just meeting more customers, you know, in the moment. That's the thing, the cans and hands for us is the, is the you know ever giving cans and hands i like that that's it. yeah <laughs> you're coining yeah. industry terms by now i'm sure um that's <laughs> funny well listen um where where can people find best day yet is it easiest to just go uh go go online go to the site yeah and... yeah i mean that's the beautiful thing about non-alcoholic beer you can order it online um we are 
we're in most Whole Foods. Um, we're in, you know, Target, Total Wine, Bevmo out here. Awesome. Um, but we're, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to expand as rapidly as possible. Tate, this was, this was so nice, so refreshing. Thank you so much for spending so much time with us today during your, during your busy Friday, I'm sure, um, and uh, sharing your journey and, and your thoughts on branding. Um, it was really cool. Really appreciate it. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. Tate of Best Day and his contagious optimism. All right, it's already 10 a.m. here on the West Coast. I better crack open a cold one and make it my best day yet. Love the conversation and love the positive ethos. I hope you enjoyed this episode just as much as I have the conversation. If so, please subscribe. And if you know someone who would enjoy the show, share it with them. Hitting the Mark is produced by my consultancy, Finian, where we create clarity for brand transformations. This episode was edited by Everett Barton and the Hitting the Mark theme music was written and produced by Happiness One. I will see you next time when we once again and for the 100th time be hitting the mark. <laughs>